Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from EO Fire, and you're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys with your show host, Paul Teague. It's the must-listen weekly podcast for all indie authors who are prepared to ignite. Hello and welcome to Paul's podcast diary number three. This is for episode number 12. It's confusing, isn't it, with these numbers? And the date is Monday, the 23rd of May, 2016, when I release this diary. Lots and lots of self-publishing news again this week. I was really worried about these diaries. I thought, well, I won't have much to say. But actually, I'm having to edit what I'm saying. There's so much going on at the moment. So I've obviously picked a good time to be recording them. The first thing is the progress of my adult thriller, Don't Tell Meg. I'm just really happy with this. I know I was very happy about it last week, but I'm still happy with it. This week, I'm pleased to report. Um, I've got to 21,057 words. I monitor all of this in Scrivener. So I got two writing days in this week. So in two weeks, we've got up to 21,000 words. So I'm very happy with that, really happy with how the story is progressing, really enjoying creating the characters and letting the story unfurl. Uh, I just, I really enjoy writing stuff. I, I hate the proofreading and the pouring over it afterwards, but oh, I love creating the story. I love the creative process, so I am enjoying this. Just to let you know about my process, I write in Scrivener. Uh, I did start writing in Word. No, I wrote my first book actually in Google Drive, first of all, and it was very good. Uh, but it was only when I started to process for Kindle and for CreateSpace that that became a hassle. Uh, then I went to Word and that was just a nightmare. And now I write in Scrivener and then export the files as I need them for self-publishing. So I really do like Scrivener. I plot in the Novel Factory, and there's an interview on the podcast with this, with Katya Kane, uh, the creator of that software. I genuinely love that software, which is why I wanted to do that interview. I love it, love it, love it for plotting. It's absolutely brilliant. I have it. I have two screens in my study here. And I have on the screen in front of me, obviously, I have Scrivener open, but on the right hand side, I have the novel factory open and I got all my story notes and character notes and everything there. And it just works uh, brilliantly. So I'm very happy with that. And the other thing that I use to do that is something called the action machine. Now, my version of it is called the results machine. So I, I brought a different version of it, but now it's called uh, the action machine. I'll put a link to that uh, on the show notes for this. But I, I use this for time management. And it's basically a version of the Pomodoro technique, which is where you work in focused clusters of time. Now, Pomodoro is too short for me. I've got quite a good attention span. Uh, so I like to work, when I write my 5,000 words, I write in blocks of an hour, an hour, and, and an hour and a half. And then each of the two hour sessions, I get at least 1,500 words written, usually more than that. I got to 1,850, I think it was today, in a, in a one hour session. And uh, I write 2,000 words in the one and a half hour session. I leave the one and a half hour session to last. I, I do that after lunch because I'm usually flagging a little bit by then. So next week, uh, if this stays and remains a 90,000 word novel, I'm going to hit the third of the way through mark. So I'm just looking at my schedule here. I've got two days, Thursday and Friday are writing days next week. So if everything goes to plan, I will be at 30,000 words a third of the way through next week. I've got to tell you, just put your fingers in your ears if you're really sensitive to this stuff. But I wrote my first sex scene today. And uh, I mean, you know, it's no, no massive big deal. But um, the whole action pins on somebody's um, adultery. And uh, I wanted to write a sex scene in this. And so I did. 
so I don't know. I don't know whether I'm going to be winning any bad sex awards. Who knows? I don't mean personally. I mean for the story. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. So um, I'm letting my wife read it tonight. She can tell me if it's incredibly embarrassing and whether I need to rewrite it. Uh, but I, I do need that scene in there. The whole of the first 20,000 words build towards it because it's a pivotal moment. So hopefully, hopefully it's a reasonable one. We'll soon find out. So anyhow, that was a bit of fun. And it was nice to just, you know, push my writing barriers a bit today and get over that hurdle. Uh, the other thing I mentioned to you last week was that I'd done a presentation for the Alliance of Independent Authors Book Expo America 2016 event. Really, really keen to do uh, more of these. I did an hour long presentation. It wasn't live. I didn't want to do it live because... Uh, just from experience, I know it's good to just get a feel for the audience and, and expectations before you jump too deep in with these things. So I did a pre-recorded one to make sure that it was it was right. Played it fairly straight, gave lots of information out on that. And I've got some great feedback from it. Loads of new social media connections in the writing world, and that's fantastic. Very, very happy to be making a contribution to Ali because I, I love the Alliance of Independent Authors. If you are uh, an indie author and even if you're not frankly even if, you, if you're a writer a regular writer so much so much industry talk and chat on there it's just brilliant the advice is good you can get editors and and they're all approved of course editors and, and book cover designers it's just really good so if you are writing do check out the alliance of independent authors uh, just to give you a feel of the kind of response that i got there were 558 entries to win a PDF copy of my book, How to Build Your Author Platform, and to get free membership uh, of my self-publishing academy. So 558 entries, that's pretty good. I'm quite happy with that. So, um, and, I, and I keep seeing people adding me, and we've got likes on the page and things. It, it worked very well. It was well worth my while. Now, one of the things I do have to tell you is because I come from a sort of internet marketing background, I'm very, very keen on doing the work once and then using it many times. So with that presentation that I did for the Alliance of Independent Authors, I've actually turned that into an automated webinar. So I've used a bit of software for that, which enables me to, to do it. Very great bit of software. And um, it's called Webinar Ignition, and it works with WordPress. And effectively, it's leads capture and sales progression for me. So at the moment, I've just finished and relisted on ClickBank my self-publishing academy which is a comprehensive training program for new and aspiring indie authors so it shows you how to do absolutely everything list on create space ingram spark draft the digital smash words everything it shows you to do absolutely everything and it talks a bit about the writing process as well um fiction versus non-fiction and things like that so uh, there's about i think it's over 180 videos in this absolutely it's massive uh, it's an absolutely massive training program so i'm selling that at the moment i'm selling that through clickbank because clickbank handles vat for me and if you're tuned into this sort of stuff the government god bless them um made digital marketers pay vat in the country that you're selling it's just like a nightmare so um it's, i didn't want to register and get all involved in that but if you work through clickbank clickbank handle the vat for you so it makes selling online digitally very straightforward thank goodness for clickbank so i'm selling self-publishing academy via clickbank now it's just gone live and what i've got is a sales funnel for that so at the moment i've got two automated webinars one is called self-publishing fast start the other one is uh, 10 useful tools for self-publishers and basically to watch the webinars you register for that and then um, there is a promotion during the webinar and in the follow-ups to 
self-published academy and then just to i don't want to over geek you too much with this but when you go to the page uh, you get cookied and i can retarget to you so you know when you go on websites and their adverts follow you around the web well i'm doing that as well because self-publishing academy sells at 197 pounds i got quite a lot of margin in there to play with so it's really worth me advertising that so i'm building this round the podcast as well so the idea of it is i give away great value for free i do free webinars that are packed with useful information but i also use that as a way to attract customers for self-publishing academy so self-publishing academy has literally just gone on sale and I'm going to begin to promote that now. And I gave a copy away free with the Alliance of Independent uh, Authors. So a lot of that process is going to be um, working out the right kind of price for the market. So I've started at £197, and then we'll just see how it goes. By the way, if you've got an audience and you're in self-publishing, um, you could become an affiliate for that. If there's some, if you want to sell something and take 50% of the profit, so you take half of 197 which is whatever it is, 90-something pounds, 97-something pounds. Um, if you want to sell it as an affiliate, if you've got a decent audience, you must have an audience for this. If you've got a decent audience that you can sell it to and you, you know, you're probably likely to make a couple of sales, then I will give you free access to it to look at it so that you can decide whether you think it's it's good enough to, to offer to your audience. And then uh, we can come, we can, you can set yourself up very easily as an affiliate and you can sell it for 50% of the commission. So it's a great way of supplementing your own um, indie author income as well. So um, so that's the Alliance of Independent Authors. I would, I would, I would do that again, really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, as I say, I did the work for them and I've used that presentation in an automated webinar now. If you want to access that automated webinar uh, or the two automated webinars just to consume the content, uh, because there's loads of great content on there, then just go to Self Publishing Academy. If you look at the, the, the sidebar, you'll see the webinar promos in that sidebar. Um, big changes with the podcast this week. Uh, I had been using a software called Audello, which I bought ages ago to run the podcast. But I, I've come up with some restrictions with Audello, which is a shame because um, it's, a, it's a brilliant bit of software because you don't have to pay repair, re recurring costs. You pay for it once and you can use it forever. Um, but Audello, unfortunately, doesn't let me schedule podcasts by date and time. So I got into all sorts of fixes with Stitcher, which had got the episodes in the wrong order and oh, mess. Couldn't sort it out, so I had to find another solution. Otherwise, forevermore, this podcast would have been in the wrong order on Stitcher. So, or I'd have to start it up again and start from scratch. And I just didn't want to do that. So, I tried Libsyn, which is what many, many podcasters use. Uh, and I just love it. When you find a bit of software that's so intuitive and it just does what you want, um, it does cost. So, I was a little bit nervous because it's early days with this podcast. I didn't want to get caught with escalating costs as the podcast grows but I do have to be mindful of hosting costs eventually and I was hosting the audio on Amazon S3 I got my first Amazon bill through and it started to creep up already so Libsyn is going to cost me probably well a maximum of $15 a month uh, and a minimum of, of $5 a month and frankly that compares very well with Amazon S3 with Amazon's hosting so uh, I, I'm going to stick with Libsyn for now uh, and the stats are brilliant. Very happy to see how many listens and downloads we're getting. I wasn't getting those stats originally, but now I'm getting great stats every day. Very good to see that and, and good to see that the podcast, although as you would expect, it's a slow start. We're starting from nothing. It's good to see actually how many downloads we are getting every day. I'm quite surprised that it's built that fast. 
Um, for, for authors, uh, to, to get away from more geeky stuff, um, I've just listed the Grid 1 on Goodreads as a giveaway. So I'm giving away five copies of the Grid Trilogy 1, which is called Fall of Justice. I had to think about that. It's called Fall of Justice, and they're on Goodreads. Now, these giveaways are free. And a lesson I learned from this with The Secret Bunker when I was all gung-ho and didn't read the small print or think it through. And actually, one of my interviewees, Michael J. Holly, if you listen to his interview, I think it's interview number four on self-publishing journeys, he, we were laughing about it because he made the same mistake as me. He had a Goodreads giveaway that was international and then ended up paying a fortune, as I did, to post copies to the States, which is where most of the people were drawn from. So I think I had maybe one in the UK and I don't know how many in the States, but it cost me quite a lot of money. It was about £30 in postage, and Michael paid even more than that for postage. So I've learned my lesson this time. I'm making the five copies available for free in the UK only, and I'll just dispatch them from my Amazon account, and I'll get the commissions on those, of course, when I send them out. So we'll see how that goes. If you want to, if you want to grab a copy... Um, or, or go in for the free draw or see how the free draw works. I've put the giveaway widget on my site. So if you go to thesecretbunker.net and the grid.com, I'm having to remember my own website, so let me just have a look at it. Um, I, I don't ever navigate to it. I have it on a speed dial on my computer. So thegridtrilogy.com and thesecretbunker.net. Come on, Paul, you've got to remember your own platforms. If you have a look at both of those sites, you'll see that I've used the Goodreads giveaway widget at the top right-hand corner of those websites. It's very neat. It's very nice. Um, and I will get stats about how, how many people go in for this competition. Now, my previous experience, uh, we got lots and lots of entries. Now, I think I'm telling you the correct information, but I know that when I did them internationally, we got over a 1,000 uh, entries. And we got, um, I think with the UK one, I still think it was... I'm sure it was over 500 it was still a good number of entries and a lot of the people who go in for the giveaway mark the book on goodreads as a to read book so they look at it they think oh, i'm interested in that i'll put that in my to read list so um i don't get massively excited about goodreads and i do find uh, on goodreads that often the reviews are a little bit tougher than they are on amazon but um well i'm doing it again uh, you know i get enough value from a free goodreads giveaway to make it worth my while so do check that out while it's live um I, I, I do like them. I, and I also used Library Thing last time. Now, Library Thing lets you give away ebook versions. So you can give, you can give a shed load away if you want to, as I did on, on Library Thing. Didn't find that I really got a lot of benefit from that. Um, uh, I didn't really get, see any reviews or anything that, of notes coming through on Library Thing, but, but Goodreads did work very well for me. Um, you know, I did see a trail over. I actually found one of my, my best, my perfect customer I found on Goodreads. He just loved the secret bunker books. And I thought, right, if you need to, to model your perfect customer, it was this chap who just loved them. And, and for that reason alone, it was actually very handy for me uh, being able to picture exactly who my, my customer was. So that's Goodreads. A um, little bit of, it's not bad news, but uh, you know, it's first world bad news. A little bit of uh, a disappointment this week is that I was hoping to to get my book, Don't Tell Meg Ready, for Richard and Judy's competition. Um, it, it runs till the end of May. And uh, I, I just checked out with an editor and said, can you edit the first 10,000 words for me for Richard and Judy? And then the rest will follow. 
And he must have looked at it already, or he's got a keener eye than I have, but he'd read some of the small print of the comments and said, um, you're a self-published author, you can't enter that. So I had a good look at it and I misinterpreted one of the rules and um, I can't go in for it, uh, unfortunately, which is a bit of a disappointment because I was hoping to get that thriller ready for it. Um, but self-publishers can't submit. And I have to say, it feels a little bit like having your cake and eating it because traditional publishers you know, are very quick to dismiss self-publishers as being inferior and amateurish. I wouldn't agree with that, of course, but but they do tend to look down their, or a lot of them do tend to look down their nose at self-publishers. And this does feel like having your cake and eating it. So we can't take part in the competition because we're self-publishers. We're good enough not to take part in the competition. So, you know, it's the rules. If that's the rules, you abide by the rules and uh, it's up to them. But I was really looking forward to getting a, an entry into that. It's always nice to have a little bit of excitement with the competition entry. Now, I have a clip up here. You could, I must show you a photo of my study one of these days so you can see what I'm reaching for. But I've got a clip here of competitions that I've printed out. So I've got Reader's Digest Self-Published Ebook Awards, the Reader's Favourite Awards, uh, Words with Jam, whatever that is, uh, the Indie Book Awards, all sorts of books, a London Book Festival, all sorts of awards that I shall be going in for with my book. So I have a policy of constantly going in for awards. But I was a little bit excited about Richard Judy, and um, I did want to enter that because that was a £50,000 prize, uh, and I can't do that now, unfortunately. So that's a shame. doesn't matter. The book will carry on as normal, and uh, it will my plans will carry on as normal. I just won't be sending a copy to Richard and Judy. So um, it was a bit of a shame to find that out this week. It's really important to be marketing your books. And I've done a little bit of marketing this week. I have listed parts one uh, of The Grid and The Secret Bunker on Tableau, Inkit, and Wattpad. These are online reading sites and they have rather nice mobile apps. Now, as part of my strategy, I've written two trilogies, the Grid Trilogy and, the, and uh, the Secret Bunker Trilogy. And as part of my sales funnel, the first episode of each trilogy is free. The second part is £2 or $2.99, for which I get 70% a cut of that. So it triggers Amazon 70%. And I sell the third book at £3 or $3.99 which triggers the 70% royalty on that too. So that's my my sales funnel. And I get a constant flow of people helping themselves to the free book. And then in that free book, I've got sign up for my email list. And then I, I you know, all sorts of things about going to the websites and things like that. So I've got all the cross promos in those books. Excuse my mobile phone going off in the background there, if you heard that. Um, so it's what I call free funnel entry. So it, it makes sense for me to put those books, those free books, in as many places as I can possibly find an audience because they're just the beginning of my book sales funnel. So um, I put them on Tableau Inkit and Wattpad, both versions of the books, and to me it's just another source of traffic. And I'll let you know if I have any success with those. It's always interesting to just try new channels. Wattpad I love, I think it works very well. Tableau and Inkit are very easy to list a book on them. So I would check those out if you're using that that free book to get readers to find your first readers. It's they're very good sites. Well, well worth looking at and free, by the way. I mentioned this last week. I took my fiction guides out of KDP Select this week. They were out on Wednesday and they're now back on Draft Digital. And when I list on Draft the Digital, it sends my books to Apple, Kobo, Nook, Tolino, Scribed, 
and I think it's Oyster uh, as well. I think I think that's the channels. Had some good news about Draft the Digital. Now, don't get too excited about this. And the amounts are so low. I'm too embarrassed to tell you what I'm earning from Draft the Digital at the moment. Uh, let's put it this way: I won't be driving around in a sports car anytime soon. But I've made the most money I've ever made on Kobo this month. But don't get excited. It wasn't a lot, okay? But it's it's going up, and that's the key thing. It's going in the right direction. It's going up, not down. But what was most interesting to me is that I made most sales on, wait for it, Barnes & Noble. I mean, Barnes, I know this is awful to say, but Barnes & Noble are invisible to me. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I list it on Barnes & Noble. And actually, when we went to New York last year, I got very excited about seeing my book on their online displays in New York. That was exciting. But that's about it as far as me and Barnes & Noble are concerned. So I was very interested to see that I'm selling more copies through Barnes & Noble. So in order of sales, it was Barnes & Noble, Apple, Kobo, then Scribed. Now, I would expect Scribe to be low. I'd love to be selling more on Kobo, but Barnes & Noble, what a surprise. So that was through Draft the Digital. So I'm sharing that with you. I don't know what to conclude from that, but it's very interesting. I really want to list directly on Kobo. Um, I have tried it before, but I had some formatting issues with the books that I didn't have elsewhere. And um, I just lost my patience with it, basically, and thought, right, they're going on Draft the Digital, and they're, they're on Kobo. But I really do want to list directly on Kobo. I don't like, I love Kobo. Um, I support Kobo, what they're doing, um, as a challenger to Amazon. They need to give Amazon a run for their money. And they have lovely maps, too. If you list directly in Kobo, you have lovely maps about where you've sold books, and, and that, that sort of thing excites me when I can see that. So... I really would like to list the books on Kobo, so I'm hoping I'll get on Kobo eventually. Um, it's one of those things that I'll get to. Maybe when I've written this next book, um, I might sit down and sort of take a, a week or two off writing and just do some geeky stuff. So that is my diary for the week. Um, you know, any worries that I've had about running out of self-publishing news um, are not well-founded, really, because I seem to have lots of news for you. I know that next week on my schedule, we've got two writing days, and then I've got three client days next week. So again, I, I mentioned to you last week that I bootstrap my business. I have to combine writing with with working, uh, but I'm on a, I'm very flexible with working in that um, I'm on uh, contracts, uh, part of a tender arrangement, so I, I can work in training days and I can schedule client meetings around my writing, which is what I do. So Monday, I'm out training with uh, Facebook with a group of businesses um, in Kendall. And then on Tuesday and Wednesday, I've got client meetings um, out in the Lake District, actually. I've got two lovely Lake District drives. So I certainly can't complain about that. Lake District is absolutely stunning at this time of year. It's an absolute pleasure going out to see people. So I'm in Grasmere and uh, over at Workington next week and then on Thursday and Friday I am writing so by the time you hear my next diary I should be a third of the way through at up to 30,000 words and we'll have my wife's verdict on how well I wrote that sex scene so if the feedback's good I'll let you know till next week if you want to get in touch with me by the way you can email me at paul at paulteague.com do get in touch if you think that you might want to become an affiliate reseller of self-publishing academy and if you've got a decent audience let me know and i'll be very happy to give you access so you can take a look inside just make sure it's something that you want to recommend to the people you know speak to you next week thank you for listening to this week's self-publishing journeys 
If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. If you're new to self-publishing, you might also like to check out selfpublishingacademy.com, the step-by-step guide to getting your manuscript off your hard drive and into print. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.